I have $20, please? <laughs> I'm just asking. Can I have $20, sir? That's a good mask. All right, let's move on. Um, I'm going to do, this is always fun. Um, I don't um, really write a lot of jokes, um, but what I do do, I do do, I do do do, do the do do. He's going like this. <laughs> Ew. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're going to get that checked out by a doctor. Uh, they do remote visits now. You can do it over the phone. But uh, so anyway, um, I don't like to write jokes because I like to do drugs instead. So what I do is I buy my jokes off a troll, and he lives under the Stockton Tunnel. And so what I do is I go over there, and I give him money, and he gives me jokes. So I'm going to tell you these jokes right now. These are not my jokes. Don't get mad at me if you don't like them. I didn't write them. A troll who lives under the Stockton Tunnel wrote these jokes. You can't get mad at me. All right. This first one says, uh, uh, Fleet Week is like a couple weeks, right? Yeah, Fleet Week is, is coming back. But I like to call it Skeet Week because the streets are filled with semen. I didn't write that. <laughs> Wasn't my joke. All right. Hey, this joke says uh, baseball is playing right now. That's kind of weird. But I like baseball. Uh, baseball is a good sport. There's an old saying in baseball. It goes, chicks dig the long ball. There's another saying that goes, uh, chicks do not dig my long balls. They're too long. My balls are long. They're disgusting. They're gross. <laughs> All right. This one says, uh, uh, I work part-time at a haunted house, and my dad doesn't love me. Uh, that doesn't really make sense. Again, I didn't write these. Right? These are not my jokes, so don't get mad at me. All right. Uh, this one just says, do you think Sir Mix-a-Lot did not like small butts? I like small butts. What's wrong with, oh, this guy does not like small butts. What color do you think his skin is? <laughs> I'm not being prejudiced here. I'm just asking. <laughs> he's a Redskins fan. Well, you're not allowed to say that anymore. He's a Washington football team fan. All right. Uh, this one says, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, but I can't afford health insurance. So that's just like a real thing, I guess. <laughs> uh, the hardest thing about being a feminist is my dad always calling me a pussy. What about my dad in this? Have you noticed that? This troll must not like his dad. Hey, uh, I really did not like the new Star Wars movie, but I also really don't like my dad. Again, a lot of stuff with my dad here. Seems to be a, a reoccurring theme. <laughs> this troll, I'll tell you. I finally tried the new Popeye's chicken sandwich, and it tasted just like I thought it would. Made by poor people. Look, I don't pay their wages. <laughs> okay, we can move on. Do you think S Sir Mix-a-Lot did not like small butts, though? So anyway, thank you guys for being here. Give yourself another round of applause. I'm not going to leave yet. I've still got 20 minutes. That's what she said. I still have 25 minutes. And I am going to, uh, so I'm going to do at least 45 minutes. No, <laughs> I will tell more jokes, though. I, I really, this is very, very nice. I am recently single. I'm recently single. 
Her choice. <laughs> oh, boy. Recently single. Uh, first of all, uh, I did not, uh, I, I feel like I'm a respectful partner. I did not call her my girlfriend. She's not a girl. She's a woman. She's a person. I called her my woman friend or my lady friend or can I have $20. You know, things that showed her that I respected her. I did. I respected her money. She made more money than me. I missed that. But uh, I, I thought the relationship was going well uh, because, uh, hear me out, uh, I, I deleted a folder on my computer entitled 2012 Tax Documents. Now, some people in the audience might know what's in 2012 Tax Documents folder on your computer, but I can tell you what's not in it. Tax Documents. <laughs> Oh, that's where I keep my dirty porn films. <laughs> that's non-swear word thing to say. Oh, yeah. Do I look like a guy who pays his taxes? Come on. <laughs> I haven't paid my taxes since 9-11. If the government's not doing their job, I'm not doing mine. 2012 tax documents, people. That's where I go when I'm alone. That's a good way to say it. All right. <laughs> Got more. 20 more minutes. That's it. Just 20 more minutes. <laughs> we'll, do, uh, we'll do one more. Um, I just shaved my mustache. I had a quarantine. Did you guys do like the quarant quarantine pubes or anything? I don't know. Have you guys shaved your pubes since quarantine? <laughs> Mine are not looking good. But I had the, the, you know, the, the beard and the mustache going. And me with a mustache does not look good. Me with a mustache just looks like a magician whose only trick is to show you my dick. <laughs> Not a good look. Like abracadabra, we're on the bus. All right. <laughs> and uh, I like to take the bus, uh, especially here in San Francisco. I like to take the bus because the bus is where crazy people go to let you know that they're crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. They got to go somewhere, folks, and the bus is where they're going. Just regular people like me or you trying to get to work. You get on the bus, and a crazy guy gets on and starts yelling, the sequel to Paul Blart Mall Cop should have been Paul, Paul Blart Time Cop. And I'm like, damn, that crazy guy has a good idea. Paul Blart Time Cop? I would watch that movie. How did they miss that bus? It would have been a good sequel. But anyway, there's an old saying. It goes, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Now, conversely, if a crazy guy gets on the bus with no pants, is he crazy and no one's there to see it? I don't know. I do know this, though. I did not get arrested. I fucked up that joke. <laughs> That's my time. Thank you very much. Yay! Josh Holub's first set in six months. Yay! Yay, Josh Holub. At the end of his sets, he used to go, questions, and then you'd have to ask people weird, he'd ask them weird questions about fun things. Uh, Josh was talking about shaving pubic hairs. Uh, I'm a 70s lady. I was born in the 70s. I have so much pubic hair, it looks like I'm wearing a hair skirt. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I have a kitten in a headlock. Cute. Very cute. Very cute. Zach Zimmerman, is he here? Did Zach make it? Did he not? Zach Zimmerman didn't make it. Who else did I tell you you get to be on this show? <laughs> Your next comedian, he's a hilarious guy. I've known him for like, since probably my first year of comedy. 
He's amazing and he's hilarious. Put your hands together, everybody, for Gary Hughes. Yay! You got your condom, baby. Yeah. Pam's need Pam needs people. Who wants to do comedy? Who wants to do comedy? You wanna do comedy? Get on up here. Get on up here, buddy. Get on up. No, nah, I'm just joking, but no, 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 you sit back down, sit back down, sit back down, sit back down. Sit. We, oh, she said she'll bring you up next if you want. There you go. It's usually a techie thing to go do comedy and bring all your coworkers there so they can laugh at your inside office jokes. And then we just be like, what is he talking about? Uh, all right. I went to my friend baptism. She had a baptism. She's from South Africa. She had a baptism at a hotel pool. And I was like, you going to get a tetanus shot? Because that's a hotel pool. But they do the baptism, right? They do it in the corner of the pool, and people swim on the other side of the pool. They get done with the baptism, and I say, you realize you just baptized everybody in the pool. And they was like, no, we just baptized the corner. And I was like, that's not how water works. If I throw a plugged-up toaster in the pool, everybody go fill it, not just the corners. You baptized the whole pool, and you didn't tell them. There was toys floating around and everything. What's good with you, brother? How you doing? <laughs> I got to talk to the cars as they drive by. <laughs> How you doing, brother? You good? Okay. Uh, I've been reminiscing about my childhood a lot. Childhood has been pretty fun. Uh, I used to, um, I've been reminiscing about peeing in the bed. Yeah. I didn't pee in the bed, but my uh, my cousin peed in the bed. If you know anything about poverty, we shared the same bed. You ever wake up in someone else's piss? It's kind of weird. It's like, yo, this is my, thi this is my man, you messing up my Space Jam sheets. It was that's a that's a throwback right there, Space Jam sheets. I'm just gonna do random jokes. I'm not even gonna like seg usually people segue their jokes into like story mode to like a big comedy hit, but I'm on a street corner. So I'm gonna just just say jokes and if you laugh at them, you laugh at them. If you don't, you don't. It's no big deal, you know. Some some of these jokes aren't really for you, it's for me. It's very therapeutic. I don't have therapy and yeah, so let's let's keep going, right? <laughs> so we keep going. All right, I have a younger brother. I have a younger brother. He's about like eight years old. And my sister, she's like, <laughs> you need to like make him a man. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try to like tell him about like stuff that's not real. Like the tooth fairy's not real or, or you know, the Easter bunny's not real or we used to be slaves, stuff like that. And I was like, I'm going to start with the religion. So I saw him praying. His name is Ty. I was like, Ty, who are you praying to? I'm praying to Jesus for my food. And I was like, you know, Jesus don't speak English, right? He's like, what? I was like, yeah. We Google it. I was like, look, he speaks Aramaic. He has no idea what you're saying up there. Jesus up there with Duolingo like bananas. B bananas. How <laughs> you say bananas? I like Duolingo doesn't teach nobody anything. <laughs> People be like, I'm, I'm, I'm learning a new language on Duolingo. And I'm like, you're not learning it. That's the case. You're learning two words in German and that's it. You might as well end it right there. That's where it happens. I was at a, a Chinese spot the other day in Oakland. And, um, a Chinese spot is a food spot, by the way. I don't want nobody to get the wrong idea here. The Chinese spot could be a lot of things. It could be a dry cleaner. It could be a massage parlor. It could be, be a Chinese spot. There's <laughs> a food spot. And I was like, let me get an orange chicken rice plate and a bottle of water. Then I was like, never mind on the water. And then she tried to upsell me on the water. She said, but water's so good. And I was like, yeah, I know. I've had water before. That's a that's a third world upsell. 
in the first world country. I work in Zimbabwe or something, but bring your first world up sales when you come over here, miss. I've been, I know, I've been in quarantine so much. You realize I haven't looked no one in the eye. I've been in quarantine so much doing Zoom comedy. I can't even look y'all in your eyes right now. I'm looking over your heads like this. <laughs> I'm like a, <laughs> like a sprinkler. I'm looking right above your heads. <laughs> I'm not even looking at you guys. This is just like this. That's how I feel. I've been doing just quarantine jokes by myself for so long. It's been interesting, man. It's been very interesting. Um, you probably can't tell, but I'm 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 uncircumcised. I'm uncircumcised. You can't tell. I don't know if you can see through these pants. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> you heard it, Pam. I told my sister. My sister found out when I was like 28. She was like, "I didn't know that, bro. You should get circumcised." And I was like, "Why?" And she was like, "For biblical purposes." I was like, I've never heard of that. So, I, you know, you research some just to make a person satisfied. So I did some research, and I saw that some tribes in Africa, when they circumcised the... Breakfast elevates the hearts for the action and fervor of feeding a desire for a twistry of taste by tongue through the thoughtful traveling of our gut feel, weighed in by sequences of tally smacked up jugular pokery to match the eyes to the stomach, by surroundings of those in good company. It's true, that a hearty breakfast is indeed just, 
and that is the distraction needed for the exchange of phalange gumukkari on the keys to let you in on the notes, while simultaneously blocking out the 3D channels of talk radio, which, while surely needed at all times, these days, is a luxury to ignore for some simple damages, like this breadth of a poet, iambic on wicked up cherries and fervorments of elemental espresso. It was and is this particular morning when Q planned to re-up his game of living in this The Greatest Trials of Living Cities, a San Francisco of a daily choosing, call it a town, or the villain by villages, but not ought to bother the bots which operate the interior spacings of the underutilized internet. Ring. It was a kind of morning where the ringing started right away and the answering came much later, to the tune of the late openers of the offices meant to discuss options on which and the oaths and the weighing of means in a kind and gentle way. Oh to be social. Ducks indeed were in alignment, as Com sat idle but primed and with that knowledge, Q proceeded to lean a bit into the day by compartment department, imparted and stored like a straggle of shoes which perhaps needed a bit more sockery and the like. Waiting is a game played by those who wish to align their day through means and wills towards the beginning of any of those interactions which bear fruit, and so, the practice today is the disentangled bits of loaf tape which have not yet been written, but were and are to be practiced anew for benefits of repetitious by non-repeating, digits by and five digits of the fidgety kindness which lands us into our next setting. Sip. Q sipped a bit into the air and noticed his adjustment. Sirens, not in a priming state, but observed nonetheless, and coupled with the semi-complimentary ticky and tackiness of the tic-tac buildings going up in a down ground around the U-bend for answers from six hours ago. Left, center, right, and all was in general order to prod into yesterday with a hook to just gently pull a string of yarn over a furry spot of brain and hope the fluff clears. Oh no! That's a horrible idea said that bit of brain, and snapped the yarn back into a ball and rolled it across the floor for the non-existent cat to paddle it for a bit. Oh it did enjoy that, perfect globe of a yarn not ever seen nor willed to again, and it clawed gently and bit it with its white teeth, from white fur, as a kitten, for how else would a non-existent cat be not seen? Brief inventory on hearts of proceeding, as gently as the kitten. We're at carpet graded A levels with a preponderance of well, a necessity of wellness of 85 percentage points towards the naught, and sewing and farthings few but far from a singularity which is on the top shelving of deliciousness to be divided by a summarization of a chance for a bit of gamey woo shyness which is where expectation provides our Frenston free energy. How can one return naught? when it's keyed up just right on a board of punchiness, to align our famed character queue upper left and as strong as the oxen of Moranuk jest, we sift gently for the flour which was meant for a girl but instead baked into a tossed up pizza with extra everything for the numbness of a friend yet to be discovered. Cue ring Miranda, straight up the telephone pole, or from molasses of rule 20, which affected his voice slightly as Warbly Copper hit its trough through to the water table, and chair balanced for perhaps a later afternoon of the odd kindred to visit and jinker in a meditative relativistic zeroing out of RAM plus failed bits which, while unrecoverable, were kind enough to leave their artifacts of X or and not.
A further look at the situation brings the body forwards and forwards yet the clock is our demonic reminder to set itself back four paces, which is to say make it so, as in pacemaker, the artificial electrics. Hello Q. Miranda finally picked up the phone after 23 rings. She had also been enjoying the warble, at a 90 volt addition from her own table, and a glass of water which was only meant for Jurassic Park moments. You on the letter, Q? She punched her query into the teletext on the lower thirds of her copper eyeball. The moat you send was a little runny, have you been eating eggs again, or is that his style? She grinned. Style, yes, as a comb filter at 60 may take the buzzing out, or it may level a playing field of bass which was meant to sign on to a techno dewdrop, although I hear they're taking theirs to 88 as per the triad and a soldering iron with flux core resin. I had an idea for a hat. Oh at that gravity and time came up again, for the dream and more, where planets chattered for the benefit of their own clocking orbits in streams not only seen but swam for and about and in a not so millionth of a subsecond to excite the next electron with those bits of signal carried about their mating writ and written for a gentle honor of self too as to be known in the patterns which produce our re non-repeat, again and noggin. Yes, the air is fair and still here as well. It looks as if the discussion has suspensed the gaseous shifteries, and we appear here and there, though fractal on a corner shopside stop, slightly unknown by signal, and if only. Well we could do with a bit of clearance. Was I the first person you called? Here, let me punch in a gesture just and slight, and. There's the digit. She flashed the hook, punched in nine, left it, and flashed back. Okay we have nine on a wire. Which means that bit is open from there to there, she motioned the point between the CO's switch towards its next grounded electrics. It must be getting antsy. Why don't you punch up the rest? She flashed them together. Q clackered in with a rolling set of tones towards the hillside, where flicks often slid around the faux wood flooring and flipped through news on her Kindle, the paper wire reporting type which was intended as fact. Oh hello you too. It's time is it? Come on up at your leisure, the couch is always a conservation, and the fridge is working perfectly, for its intended purpose of heat exchange for the small collection of Genevaites you've sent me. What that them? They drew all over the frosting. I think I may have gotten them a bit drunk, you wouldn't believe the poetry. I hope you're not cross, Q. Well, that explains this left foot, it seems to want to recite Grimm's fairy tales backwards without a cover, in hardback, but I'm staving it off for a smaller pocketbook and perhaps a lesson in traversing a toroid of a lifesaver candy, and wean it back to paper, which is tougher than a soul whose sole purpose is to line a shoe in towards our destiny of evasions. Or speak and spell would be a very boring game. But. Miranda butted in, but we'll see the couch. And it will see us, she joked. It will take 35 minutes of travel, but lightly as it were, we'll precede the notebooks and you can just toss them around to look casual and all and well in the ness of necessity, which is to say, we have some extra scrabble for our city today. Peachy, Flex drolled in her usual tonal sparked voice, and the tryst trust will carry on until the moon flips.
folds, or otherwise indicates a title aloha in a manner liking to said doors towards the front and the rear of our, or, offices. It's lit. You? A? said Q. Sure, Miranda piped down. Did you know you and Toy are very similar in language? I wonder if that how kids feel about themselves when they start using smartphones. Oh behave, was the pop rock culture clubby bit meant to cue the music, and it did, Miranda rose THS receiver up a few notches on her panel and plugged a quarter eighth into the vinyl cage, as she called it, flipped on a lighted LED single pole dual throw and scratched behind her ear as she hoped the scratchy record would find the diamond head, and, it did. D.E. Light. Leaving this on the level. Punching out. All. They all punched on hold and hung their receivers in place. See you on the inside they all grinned and turned and began to package up their days for a bit more of difference, from within and about haptics. Dot. And yet again, Radio 11 brings you our eggs and counters of parts, partings. Partying weighing in light and means for travel from the lab's remote and unbearing FCC from a van named Charlie of the angular angel kind of ruckus which is meant to keep a school of fish from overflowing a tank, which has had a special damn engineering for it to do the crossover radio announcements, this is Aqua Q in a singularity of a Friday in toast motion, brown and hooey, with a BBC bit for the kitset drum party ch panned left to right and jiggle just a bit like a potted plant piece plus love from lovely San Francisco. Sunshine at LC3W. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike. this song. I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to pee outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh, duh. Let's watch a W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh, that's delightful. Remember that acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Only way you can find our podcast. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. And we have a guest. We have a special guest. He's going to be our countdown king for the show, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Spiegelman. Hi, brother. Hey. Very much. I'm my brother, Michael. My we other love, brother, his mother. <laughs> we loved you being on, you know, when it was the Montclair one, and we loved being on your podcast, and then oh, when yes. we fused them together, we just said, let's bring him back for a countdown. Thanks need, for playing the part of my podcast game. on yours last week. For sure. well, uh, yeah, if you had a chance to listen to our episode, Sir Billy, two weeks ago, uh, Carl definitely edited uh, parts of the podcast Adam did. 
Adam is an inspiration for the show. His show is called Proudly Resents. It has a great catalog of interviews and movie uh, buffs and rebuffs. And you would check out his cult movies, uh, Proudly Resents. And we have uh, Adam here for, to be our countdown king for our movie. As you can tell from our premise, L stands for let's, W stands for watch, A stands for A, F stands for full. There's a hyphen, which is not indicated in the acronym. L stands for length, M stands for movies, O stands for on. Y stands for you, and T stands for tube, YouTube. So we're going to watch this movie. We want you to listen to our podcast, be part of us, and also watch this movie at the same time. And you can listen to us by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, on your podcast, on your YouTube service, on your Twitter, sir, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. La Waffle Aunt. Yay. Uh, and also, uh, we're on Facebook at Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. But we do stream first every Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our good friends, Good Time Radio, mutinyradio.fm. Here's our sponsorship. Go to Venmo, throw some bucks to mute at Mutiny Radio. Oh, okay, sounds good. Thanks for doing that. Carl, okay, just quickly, if you go to proudlyresents.com slash let's, it'll bring you right to your website. Perfect. Oh. So there's an excuse to go to proudlyresents.com <laughs> slash let's. But it goes right yeah. to you. It won't yeah, go to me at right all. To it just yeah. makes it Adam gets a nickel every time. <laughs> I get yeah, no nickel. I look at the pretty link stats and I go, oh my God, it's 10 people. <laughs> uh, people no, you get a lot of clicks. That and um, something else. I, I Oh, your book. Mike, you have a book. You should plug it. I get so many links to that. So many clicks to your book. I don't know if you sold any. Yeah, a lot of people don't know of a, a published author published on Scrib. It's the Mike Spiegelman joke book. It's still oh. available. Yeah, I gave plenty of pages, but if you want the full thing, it's 99 cents, and I should check it. I, I didn't realize I was getting so many links, clicks. But like, a, like literally like a thousand people are clicking over there, so you must have made at least four cents. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. And that's 2016 money. Too, How do so I much. find that? Do I go to Proudly Resents? Mike, I think it's proudlyresents.com slash book or slash Mike. Yeah, plus something. Let's Mike. Uh, I'll look for what you guys talk about. Sorry, I don't want to dominate. Oh, no the, problem. The guru. Carl, what's the movie this week? Today we are watching Bawana Devil, 1952. Bawana, watch it. It's B W A N A, then okay. Devil, 1952. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. And the channel we like. But want to know which one? It is Oscar Perez, and that's very familiar. Oh, oh yeah, you might well, know someone named Oscar and someone named Perez. <laughs> I mean, on our show, I think we might have been here before. I don't know. He only has ten. Oh, right. He only has ten subscribers. Well, we better. I'm going to subscribe right now. Here, I feel much better. Yeah, he's clearly our, you know, level. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to watch. We have Wanna Devil, 1952. So go ahead and click that NBWANA Devil, 1952, Robert Stack, full length adventure movie. And that is on our good friend's newly subscribed channel, Oscar Perez. Go ahead and click the link, hit pause immediately, let it buffer, move the timer to 000, and hover that uh, mouse button over the triangle for our get ready, ladies and gentlemen, for the countdown king himself, Adam Spiegelman. Three. Two, one, go! All right, we are off. Now, this is in three, three dimension. 
Yeah, this is a 3D movie, and we won't be watching it in 3D. Look how it looks that way, though. Yeah, it looks like a claymation. I'm expecting Gumby to show up. <laughs> All you'll hear the whole way through is that terrible... Uh-oh. Yeah. Problematic, Carl. There we go. Okay, see how they hint at the 3D, okay? Yeah. Now, our cut doesn't have... If you put on glasses, it wouldn't work. You don't see any out-of-focus, blurry stuff with bright colors here. But this was the first movie in the U.S. that, like, brought 3D back. Um, TV killed movies, killed movies. People are like, why do I need to go out? They just kicked back and, you know... <laughs> And they they were looking for something really desperately to uh, bring people back. Well, didn't the theater offer uh, the movie theaters in 1951 had check out our manager's penis promotions? In 19 and they're like, can't <laughs> yeah. see that on Dubai Channel. Come on down. I'll pass it to everyone. <laughs> Even that was not enough of a draw. Is that a yeah, screen, movie is the screen frozen or is it just? Oh, here we go. Oh <laughs> yeah. But you gotta you gotta memorize who made you don't this. You have to read all of them in real time. I guess there's no pause <laughs> button back then, so they wanted to make sure you saw all of it. <laughs> they were being considerate for the guy in the audience going, uh, associate producer. Dennis Who's the gaffer? Gaffer. Who's the best boy. <laughs> best boy. ML Gunsberg. Gunsberg. Oh, is that a made up name? ML Gunsberg? Gunsberg, yeah. Is that a woman? And they just didn't want to give a woman a title? Sorry, change the name to Guns. Oh, nice. The City of Guns. Uh, in the Congo, in California. In California. This is actually, you're very close, Congo. It, well, not really. It's Uganda, which is like the Serengeti, where, where all the, like, stereotype animals of Africa come from. All like right. the I'll giraffe and... You know, the gazelle and the lion and... So who is the Bawana devil? Is it one of the animals you mentioned? It's like a, a, a gazelle going to show up and they'll be like, ah, a I gazelle 3D. <laughs> I have no idea what this it means, This is a true Bawana. story told to me in Africa. Course, it is a on. true story. Um, true. They were called the Savo Maneaters. It's a well-known historic event. And they were building a railroad in Uganda, and these two lions were man-eaters that just came every night and fed. Really? Yeah. Do you remember Ghost in the Darkness? Uh, oh, Val sure, with Michael Douglas and Val yeah, Kilmer. It's the same. Right, it's the same. Val, kill me some lion. <laughs> so he goes off to shoot some lions? Is that the Yeah, he killed uh, more. They go killed bad? more. Kill more. Okay, this is boring. We're meeting. Uh, oh, this is boring. <laughs> Why start now? <laughs> oh, our show got this. Guy. Well, that's the last our show. We're done. <laughs> this is fascinating in 3D. Like it looks like they're really walking around. Watch me. Watch what you do with those pills, pops. Those pills are from malaria. And he goes, the African malaria is nothing to fool around with. And so the British guy's like, I'll have you know, I got this malaria in India. Oh, yeah. The other colony. 
Addressing malaria before it was cool. <laughs> Basically, what he's saying is he's pissed off that the workers have a holiday today, and these they need to go. And let's get going. We're building a railroad. Okay. Arbor Day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Today, now we will learn that um, the our hero, uh, who who it's like drunk on a train. He doesn't give a shit about his job, and he's going to be sloshed. Carl, look out. The train's coming right at you. <laughs> Whoa. And it's on time. Whoa! Yeah. Well, that's the way it worked back in 1898 in the colonies. Now, his name is oh. Hayward, Robert Hayward. And he's his father-in-law, like, oh, is the big money man. So that's how he got nice. his job, you know? And is he Robert Stack? Where's Robert Stack? Yes, he's Robert Stack. Robert Stack. He's... He's on well, the train. Sorry, girl. Here's your mail, and he throws it in the air. They're like, "This is outrageous! This puppycock and bulls and that for me." This is the next town. Oh, oh yeah, no, this really looks like. Over here. Oh, how you been? How you been? You don't call. Hmm, I don't have a phone. <laughs> you know, petting the monkey doesn't mean anything. Hint, hint, hint. What he's saying right now is my father-in-law sucks and you're a pompous boss major and uh, yeah, sweet, right. you got right. mother-in-law. Now I think that this is a David uh, Niven cameo. Okay. There he is, Steve. Still in talk. Jack Warden. I'm David Niven. He's the no. original Pink Panther. Uh, you hear that voice, that distinctive, the unsolved mysteries voice, you know? Of uh, Robert Stack. Yeah. Is he in this? Yeah, that's him right there. I think I'm He's drunk. Drunk. There He's it acting. is. There you go. There he goes. Did I didn't realize know? that. That is Robert Stack. It's so Stack. Wait. 15% or more on car insurance. Not this battery. How did they get me in this movie? Well, at this point in his career, he had done a bunch of top-notch A movies. And this is a B movie. But it was a B movie with a plan. We'll bring 3D. And they, it worked. Mm-hmm. So, so oh, yeah. People were like, let's watch Uncle uh, Milty. Well, that sounds great, but that's on Thursday. It's Tuesday. What should we do? Well, there's a 3D movie. Okay. That's to get us off our seats. That's a good point, Mike. There was like four TV shows at the time. So you can't blame just TV and people not going. Because it's seven nights a week, four television yeah. shows a week. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Killing Eve is on Wednesdays, and you got the weekend. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> judging oh, Amy. Good I watched Judging Amy. Yeah. <laughs> so this 3D thing has really helped movie theaters now. I mean, right? Is that? And how are they doing now? Uh, today Crap. they tried to do 3D again, and it was a little more modern. But the thing is, it didn't work out, as you know. You absolutely can go. I, I think I saw Avatar in 3D. I saw. Oh, that was 3D. awesome. Mm -hmm. That was so good. And I saw it in IMAX 3D. It was oh, really showing off. 
Yeah. I saw bootleg copy at uh, Uncle Boy's pizza, uh, hamburger. Because it was playing. <laughs> I was waiting for the story. Okay. It wasn't, now it wasn't we're good. I just have to tell you a plot point. Now oh. we're learning there's a work stoppage, and boy, David Niven is pissed off. And it's because there's lions. He's like, Bobby Cock, bold at that. So David Niven, <laughs> <laughs> so he freaks out. So then Robert Stack comes up and is like, great, a lion, I'll shoot it. And he's like, go get my gun. He's still drunk. Look at America. You'll frighten the workers. Okay. No, I understand this movie is in 3D, but do you think in 1952 people were like, I can't wait to see a great colony film? I just want to see like a white colonial. guys shooting lions in Africa. Yeah, is there any colonial movies this week? It's in 3D. Oh, experimental movies be damned. I can't wait to see a good colonial film. Now, in the background, there's all this gun shooting because he's out there shooting crazy at lions, right? So, surround sound would have been perfect. Here he is. One, He's back. One, uh, one, 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 He's amusing the boys in the hut. Colonial club. What's his deal anyway? He just came into town on a train and he's just like, <laughs> what? Fuck yeah, lion. No, no. He's the second in command there. You see, he is getting married and he needed a job. And so Mr. Conway arranged for him to go to Africa and lead the workers part. Like the one guy's the project manager and he's second in charge. And he's they've done 200 miles so far. So far, so good. David Niven. They're building railroad tracks. It is David Niven. So yeah. what exactly do they do out there? Well, they imported these workers from India. They call them the Hindus, and they do the work. And mm. basically, Robert Stack goes, mush, mush with a whip. Not literally <laughs> with a whip, but I mean, you'll see. He's like, Bah-. yeah, he goes, he likes the idea. Yeah. He was very pro to human trafficking throughout his career, Robert Stack. Put the girl in the trunk. Okay, you remember the woman who got <laughs> off the, the first train? rule? Remember the woman who got off the train? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he was selling hit her to them as a cook. I found this cook. We got this cook. And they, the two of them were like, yeah, wink, wink, yeah. So I guess it was like his, he brought his side piece home or something. But she's yeah. run away off into the bush. Oh, really? What are they well, going to eat for breakfast? None of the backstory, Mikey's. He's like, oh, this is my woman. And like, okay, sure, sure, sure. You're right. You have lots of lady sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. Inner lady part. Uh, yeah, I know, yeah, he wasn't sure. that kind of a, he wasn't a beard. Oh. <laughs> and the sex is so good, she cleans up after me. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now oh, God, this the is going backwards towards me. It, has, it can only go backwards, you see. They don't have the track complete. So he will go the whole way backwards. Hmm. 
Now, he's going back to Mombasa to send a letter about how crappy the son-in-law, Bob Hayward, is, his uh, Robert Stack. And Robert Stack's having a laugh right now because he's telling the cook that, that he doesn't have enough wood to get to Mombasa, and he's going to have a he's going to be chopping wood in the jungle. Oh, good for him! And the hunting lion. Why did he get that wood. lion hunting look to him? You're not even listening to me. You're thinking about hunting a lion, aren't you? No, nonsense. Go ahead. You're you're talking something about uh, gathering wood. Now, at this point... No, no, you're point, figuring you're good. At this point, they do not believe in any lions. One time, you know, we're stopping work, there's a lion, and he went out shooting all night. They don't really believe it, okay? So now he tells him that the cook ran away into the bush, and this guy's like, the men want to talk. And now, for the first time, we're going to get pushback that there's a man-eating lion. A Bawana devil, as it were. So Robert Stack says one of, to one of the Indians, he goes, you're lying. He goes, I, I know lion. It's the lion. I mean, you're not being I truthful. I don't, you're not. That, is not a, that is not a line written in 1952. You made that up. <laughs> <laughs> you're lying. I know the lion. You're not being truthful. Oh, that. You're lying. Bang. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood you. So now he's saying our contract didn't include a man-eating lion. What were they expecting? Like, good good quality uh, life doing this shit? Right. Oh, that's a lion. Throw that in. Come on. It's a lion. They're adorable. <laughs> So basically, they conclude, all right, we'll do a stakeout tonight. And he goes, here, this guy here, he's a lion killer. He's he's our best lion killer, man. He go with you. All right. So Adam missed my lion joke. No, I heard it. Just oh. Oh, okay. there was a lion there. Oh, <laughs> he heard that. I'm going to give it a pause. Whoa. No, pause. You heard that joke a, a block away from feeding the meter. It wasn't the front one, but it was the main one. Ah! <laughs> oh, grumble, growl. Grumble, growl. This guy looks pretty cool. Yeah, this is Angus. His accent is great. Is he British? He's Scottish. Ah. Uh. Wrong. But these are, uh, this is the British colonies, not the Scottish colonies. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Leave. So he's like, Angus, you better sit this out. Uh, you know, the line's going to be dangerous. He goes, Oh, I came here for adventure. There's no way. Yep. See the monkey. Okay. So now, uh, like, there's no lion. And then this guy's going to go, right. Come quick, come quick. And we're going to find the dead cook. Oh, no. She's dead? Eaten. What? How ironic. He ate, the lion ate the chef? <laughs> the lion. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't. Yeah, she was famous in in uh, Mombasa for serving lion. She was. Yeah, right. she served plenty of lion. 
Well, so, you know, the lions actually ate the uh, manicurist. And they're like, this, ugh, oh, gross. Ugh. Ugh. Let's try, like, a cook next time. <laughs> they they, they uh, ate, what's ironic is they ate the cook rare, raw. Okay, uh-huh. it's like cooked sushi. Now, look at Robert Sack. He's freaked out. And he's like, could this be the the African tribe, you know? And he goes, laddie. He gets through her head, her skull. He that came he came over there saying, "Listen, buddy, my father-in-law got me this job, and I want you to meet my uh, piece cook." And then the line he's cook, and he's like, "Damn, I was gonna, no, no disrespect, fellas, but I was gonna bang that cook." <laughs> no disrespect, but I was gonna bang. Okay, no so they're all waiting for the train so that they can go home. And Robert Stack's like, get back to work. And he like beats him into it. I could really feel, I could really feel like I'm waiting for the bus in this 3D scene. Uh, No, that was a car. Oh, no, that was a loud car. So here he is, like, this is what I meant, like cracking the whip. Oh, yeah. He just watches them, like, okay, everyone pretend you're digging. Pretend you're digging. Oh, I'm sure the studio is like, dig, dig. We need it for the next movie. We're doing a World War I movie in two days. Now, for the first time, we're going to see the lions. And what we're going to see, Mike, is the tamest lions you ever <laughs> They're cute, cuddly little. What dimension? Lions? Are we going to see this cuddly? Yeah. Oh, in three dimensions. In three dimensions. Oh, right, yeah. Well, that's that's adorable. Is, that's what I got my. They my give hugs. For. They, you know, they purr. They're really nice. You're saying the Boana Devil is like the Gazuki of monsters of like lions. It's this adorable little uh, beast. <laughs> that's right. You'll see. Okay, so here we're pretending we're on Lion Stakeout. Uh huh. Now they think there's only one lion, but there's two, and they don't know it. Oh, look, here he is. Simba! Oh. Whoa. Listen, I gotta take my I gotta take my glasses off. This is way too intense for me. Oh, they're pointing oh, no. friendship sticks at me. Now, you know, one of the reasons why I picked this movie is that it's available on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. In in 2D though. But it, right. they have a lot of 3D movies in 2D, but this one is always quoted in the history books. Yeah, and I just never seen it before. You know, um, we did do we did do a 3D movie. This is before your time, Carl. It was with uh, uh, Ira, and it was uh-huh. coming at you, and it was from 1983, and it, it revised the 3D craze three decades later with the 1983 movie coming at you, which was a spaghetti western released in theaters in 1983. 83. So that's that's kind of late. Yeah. Yeah, well, then you had, like, Friday the 13th Part 3D, and you had, like, all these, like, uh, Time Hunter and the Forbidden Zone 3D, shit like that. Interesting. I think it's Time Hunter. Well, it sounds sci-fi to me. So the lion ate him. This is what else. This is somebody else. They were on stakeout. The lion was in front of them, but they didn't know there was a second lion, and the lion ate from him from behind. And so Robert Stack was like, bury him so no one will know. Now they're like lion provisioning the camp. 
it kind of makes no sense because he buried the body and they're not supposed to know about the lion. They're lion proofing. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it is the season. Now, here comes our cameo, Peter Sellers. You keep saying that. Is that really Peter Sellers? No. It's like David Niven. This is Mr. Commissioner. Uh. Oh, by the way, everybody in this film is dead. Everybody. <clears throat> no. <laughs> now, look, there's, there's the one... No, go through the thing. They all have from this year to this year on all of the cast. And there is a young boy who I don't know who he is. He might be alive, but he would be a very old man. Right. Old man McGinty. Uh. There he is. Uh, Peter Sellers. Here's the cast. I'll put that right here. He was making scones because I am a stereotype, you know. Sometimes I get a vibe of uh, the skipper off of him. So he's about to piss off Robert Stack because he goes, what's all this lion nonsense? And he's like, nonsense. You want me to show you the bodies? He gets mad. <clears throat> look at that. That's Peter Sellers. Take a look, Mike. See? Ah, uh, makes me miss the Boy Scouts. What did I miss, Carl? What? Did I miss? What did you miss? Nothing. Yeah. Look, okay, so right now he's saying, like, he's angry that he calls him nonsense, and he tells him that that major, you know, who's going to rat on him to his father-in-law, he died. He got bit by a scorpion. Whoa. And he's dead. Robert Stack feels no guilt to that, like, maybe it was him being, leaving him in the bush with uh, not enough wood to get home, you know? Right. Oh, so he blames himself? No, he does not. And I think he ought to give two seconds to think about that. So, Peter Sellers claims that he's got 15 years experience with lions. So they're going to lay in wait tonight with the trap. They're going to bait the trap with the goat. The lion will go in to eat the goat. They'll close it and shoot him. Now, we saw this on Killdozer, right? They put a sacrificial goat and then Killdozer uh, grides over it. It was in Jurassic Park, too, right? They use a goat. Yeah, I, I was worshiping Satan the other day. They were using a goat. Weird. Yeah. That really get you know, the abuse it really, <laughs> that gets really gets my that's my go. Okay, so the guy who did call. this, right? It's a B movie. His name is Arch O'Baller. Arch O'Baller. And he was prolific. Uh playwright, screenwriter, novelist, producer, director, actor in films, radio, especially, theater and television, everything. And he much attention with his radio scripts. He got Mae West banned once. Uh, horror series, blah, blah, blah. He was one of those kind of people you either loved him or hated him. He was liked or not liked. And he was the one who overheard this guy, this camera crew, talking about 3D filming. He followed it up. Uh, he knew it was like a ticket to fame, ticket to riches, and it worked. 
weird. Why is he polarizing? What exactly does he polarize? Well, it was a very turbulent time. FDR was for the people, and, you know, Taft was definitely, it was polarizing. He was a Taft man? He was definitely for the rich, yes. He oh, was yeah. a Taft man. So he's for the colonists, is what you're saying in this movie. He's rooting for those guys. Yes. Now, you see Peter Sellers' cameo, Adam. Couldn't really Peter Sellers? Yes, there's really wow. Peter Seller. <laughs> he was seven. It's not. <laughs> Whoa. So Peter Sellers is all proud of himself. He's like, I begged me a lion, laddie. And it turns out to be a hyena. Joke's on him. Look who's laughing. Whoa, that is a hyena. So don't you want a hyena? <laughs> Well, I knew I knew him when he cleaned up Sabrina. Ina? He wasn't hiding Ina. Hi, Ina. What is this guy doing? Uh, okay, this is the cutest, most adorable lion. He's looking for a knife. Look, you see, he gave him a nice hug. Oh no! Thank you, Thank you for the hug. Ooh. That lion totally hugged that guy. That death. guy is so lucky he's out of this film. And now, <laughs> Robert Stack is very upset that he was he hugged him to death. That lion, very upset. Yes, well, very awkward and sweaty. So Peter Sellers is like, "Well, I'm off," and he tells him that he's going to report again to the father-in-law. This is a different person, but this guy is a bum. Uh, he needs to replace him. Um, oh, so, can I just say, Carl, this movie is why people wanted to watch TV. You <laughs> <laughs> stayed help. in that night. Oh my god! What test pattern? Let's do it. Oh my god! Is that Felix the Cat in 3D? There, <laughs> done. I'll watch that. Well, the lion ate one of the people. I gotta go. Yeah, that's uh, really good. You know, as old saying my father had, when the animals start eating you, get the fuck out. <laughs> the All tough right, get hold, leaving. Hold. <laughs> Good when luck. the tough get eaten, the tough get leaving. <laughs> Thanks for color coordinating, everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're the all color. from India, and that was their garb. Apparently, some of this is authentic in that lightest sense. Also, uh... Obama went to Africa in 1948, and a guy who was with there was shooting all sorts of footage of native dancing and animals, and that is the footage we'll see throughout this film. His buddy's stock footage. And it's very obvious that it's not the same. It was filmed in 16 millimeter, and of course this is filmed in 35 with the double cameras and all of the whammy jammies that go along with it. Wow, you could really see him stare into space. 3D is good. Now, it's basically we're having a scene of self-reflection. The commissioner's back to Mombasa to get help. But, and so Robert Stack is like, I'm going to wait in the field tonight on my lonesome. Let him come for me. <laughs> so he's mad. Yeah. Do we meet his fiance? Does she oh, come by? Yeah. And you're like, no, bro. Yeah, we're oh, going to meet him. Daddy says, don't attack that lion. <laughs> right. I don't care what my father-in-law tells me. 
That's right. Throw oh, look at that. Yeah. Get out of here, shovel. Now, this guy would be, uh, he would go on to be in The Untouchables. That was his big TV show, The, the TV show. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, and, and then, right. Commercials. What commercials was he in? I keep thinking the battery. The guy with the chip guy knocked out. No, that, yeah, that was Black Sheep Squadron guy. Yeah, yeah, Black Sheep Squadron. Oh, there's a lion I could hug me to death. It's the morning, and basically, it's like, where is Robert Stack? It'll be a little like, ah, thing, and then it'll be fine. Uh, Robert Stack was in the Navy in World War II, an aerial gunnery officer. Uh, yeah, Elliot Ness in um, The Untouchables. Cool. He had a relaunch. You see, he had his career, and it kind of started to go away. And then in that movie, 1941, they called him into service. And after that, he was in. Because he was being a comedian then, something he had never done before. I was an airplane. Right. Oh, right. He was an airplane, 1980. And then he was in, you know, Joe versus the Volcano, Caddyshack 2, Beavis and Butthead to America, base, Basketball. Uh, all the hits. Oh. All the hits. Now, you know, I, I've written this before. There was an interview with Robert, uh, Ernest Borgnine. Uh, in the AV club, and he said that basketball was his least favorite movie, and he thought those guys were idiots. Yeah, I, I, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. There's a great clip where um, Ernest Borgnine is on Fox News, and he's uh, he's at Fox and Friends, and he's saying something like, you know, my wife likes what I do. And they go, well, we don't want you to say it. And then he whispers it to the guy, but the guy has a microphone on, yeah. so you can hear the whole thing. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. And the, you know, the host like, please stop, please stop. Uh, the only other thing about Robert Stack, he had a run on Falcon Crest. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so yeah, these are all familiar roles. I just keep thinking I know him from commercials. No, he was in a lot of commercials. I just didn't do the research on that. It seemed like he seemed oh, cool. Uh, well, like because hotel. I was expecting the internet would tell me that this was the voice on the Geico commercials. And right. so I found all his commercials he did, and I went through them and stuff. And I, this is the old footage, 1948. You're going to see a lot of African stuff. Now, is that in 2D? Yes, but they still put the colors in. It's it's not very – the Internet claims that the old footage is tacked on and the 3D stuff is fake. So not fake. It just looks cheap, like – uh, it, there's a 3D in which you only do the colors, and then there's the 3D where right. you have the two cameras. And, you know, they can only do the colors. My, my favorite, or my least favorite part of 3D movies are the last 10 minutes, right? They're like, you remember this? <laughs> you remember this? <laughs> you got 10 more minutes before the credits. There's more. Look at that fake footage, huh? Whoa. They look hungry, those hippos. But you, but you'll see he'll like shoot at one and fall off his canoe. You see how they fake it? Uh -huh. He's in front of a screen, a movie screen. Yeah, and then suddenly there's a beach ball got in his way. Oh no! Oh shit! Gators. But that never pays off. He just gets to the shore. Phew. But why? Why not do it? You've got the alligators. They're going in the water. Just have a scene where he's like, thrash, thrash. Whoa, I made it to safety. 
Yeah, just throw a couple of gators into the camera. Oh, shit. That's right. What a devil. He doesn't have a gun. He ate Peter Sellers. Look at him. He's the nicest lion you'd ever want to meet. There's no blood. (laughs) He was very petite. Made no chewing noises. Dipped his... uh... Yeah, it's like he put uh, Peter Sellers to sleep. (laughs) Take a nice nap. He bit off a gun. Wow. So, you know, I never saw Jaws, but I imagine this is the plot. Okay, now we're back. Now we have the only scene of humor in this whole... They're they're lighting fires. To... Okay, here's a humorous scene, and I wish I had a laugh track to play for you. I think I will climb this cliff for no reason. Uh-oh. Oh, it's the nicest lion ever. Whoa. Wow, that's a fall. That would have been a great laugh track. Gilligan! <laughs> Gilligan. Oh, Gilligan's Island in oh. 3D. Oh, stuck on that's the what they should have done. That would have been a big hit. So now, <laughs> so now Skipper comes in and goes, Laddie, the Hindus are going. They're really this time going. And so... Robert Stack, once again, will lay down the old, like, Kunta Kinte rap. You're not going anywhere. Gonna walk walk back and forth with him. Get back to work! There's no lions! Oh, yeah, look at him. Yeah. He shouldn't stand on the tracks like that. Listen, I have all these facts about the other actors, but who cares? Oh! It's the oh. nicest lion in the world going to give you a hug. Look at the lion. He just ate some. Look at that little blood thing under his yeah. chin. He gave him a nibble. <laughs> a little love bite. They're fierce lions and their kisses make a little blood. He kissed me on the neck. Um, weird lion. I could tell you all about these actors, and it's just not interesting, you know. Do you need to have more about the director? Sure. He was. Uh, Did he make porno really movies? In the... What? Did he make porno movies in the seventies? No, no. He died in eighty-seven. Uh, uh. His ego and personality were larger than life. Radio historian. Historian Joe Dunning wrote, few people are ambivalent when it came to Arch Omar. He was one of those intense personalities who were either liked or disliked with equal fire. Um, I wonder why he disliked, because he's an asshole. <laughs> yes. He got Mae West banned. He did this radio show, and he gave Mae West all sorts of suggestive stuff. Not that she doesn't do that. She does. Right. So he really fed her, but he played it on, maybe it wasn't his fault. It played on Sunday just before the, um, right. (laughs) I can't go to church now. I'm so riled up by that Mae West innuendo. I would come Uh, up and see her for sex. 
Uh, Milton Gunsberg turned his focus to independent producers, demonstrated natural vision, vision to Arch Olberg, producer and writer of popular Lights Out radio show. He was pressed enough to option it for his next film project. <laughs> he went on to make 12 of these. Nice. I'm sure they all made money. They're all B-movies. They played, again, you know, double feature. So now he's making a deal with the Ugandan stereotypes and to help them, you know, like, get the lion. And the thing is, like, they're insisting on no guns because it's that won't bring honor to the tribe. They want to spear them. It's it's part of their rituals and rites uh, of passage. So they're going to get a posse together of people who killed lions before. But with no guns. With no guns, just spears. Now look at the way he shakes his spear. It's obviously an actor. You know what I mean? Oh, they handed him a spear and go, go, go nuts? Well, he says, like, I'm stalking a lion. I'm stalking a lion. You'll see it from all of them. Uh, it's, they give more natural performances when the lion assaults them. <laughs> I'm walking trepidatiously. I'm bouncing. The middle of the day. The lion's just hanging out there. Yeah, Maybe. look how the nicest lions in the world. They're just great. Friendly. I'm late for my MGM audition. Wish me luck. <laughs> That's right. Casper, the friendly lion. <laughs> The friendliest lion and his dick friend, uh, hot devil, little devil. Now, I especially hate this scene because these fierce lion hunters will basically have very frady cats and all scared. It's so stupid. It's adorable. Is this Jaws with the lion? Is this whole movie about the lion? Remember Jaws 3D? Yeah, the whole movie's about the lion. I saw Jaws 3D in the theater in Montclair. Ah. There was an arm floated in front of you. That was about the only good part. Was that the Claremont? Uh, probably. Yes. Look, I'm yeah, going in be. circles because I'm a nice lion. Are those white guys though? I mean, I don't think so. Uh, mm. Whoa! There's a second lion. Where the lion go? Run away! Oh, there's always a second lion. Run away! What a twist. Yeah, we're professionals. We never thought of a second line. But they dropped... This movie's called the Wanted Devil. These are the brave men. Okay. Yeah, everyone's gonna... In fairness, they're the king of the jungle, not the kings of the jungle. So I understand why they thought there's only one. (laughs) <laughs> that is, yeah, if you're being fair. Being yeah. fair. They're hiding their face in shame when they go past Robert Stack. Sorry, we're such pussies. My bad. So the Stack's going to have to do it himself. Well, Robert Stack kind of doesn't know what to do, and uh, it, we're going to have more back-to-work stuff. Like, the African tribe we just saw, they're burying their dead. So he's like, let them bury their own dead. You bury yours. Back to work. This burying the dead scene is probably the best example of 3D animation I've seen in movies. It really looks like you're burying the dead. 
What do the kids love? They want to see people burying their dead. All right. In 3D. Now, next we'll have uh, the greatest pompous voice of Parliament, so I think we should listen. It's the House of Commons. Robert right. Stack doesn't know what to do. He's tortured. I would like to ask the Colonial Secretary a question. Is it a fact that the building of the British Railway, financed by British capital, is being held up by two liars? <laughs> Man, he does the evening news. Extra, extra. We didn't write an article. Just the headline. <laughs> extra, extra. Print shop is now free on, on the new line computers. Extra, extra. Article, extra. This is a shocking yeah. state of affairs. We saw this in the opening. Oh, is it the monkeys? Here we go. Yeah. It's laughing. The last two minutes of laughing. Laughing. The last episode of laughing. Is it hot in here? Yes, Buck. Is it hot in here or is it V? Oh, this stuffed animal snack to you. Look how they all like lay down. It's a massacre. Yeah, listen, man. When it's lion comes at you, that's it. You're done. You might as well lie down. <laughs> Look, now, lots of times a stuffed animal attacks the lion, but here he's got a stuffed animal in his... Look, see that dummy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't appreciate that. Took a lot of time making this movie. You come up with a storyline. Oh, you mean the mannequin dummy? Yeah, sure. Yes, that's right. So... Now we're basically getting, like, we're at a breaking point. He's trying to design the next bridge as if the lions don't exist. He's gonna, Angus is going to go to Mombasa to get help. They got 20 dead, and, and it's been three weeks. They haven't, 200 miles they've done. And th for three weeks, they haven't done one inch. Wow. It's in all the papers, evening news. Right. Now, for some reason, they're going to be digging up the side of a hill. It makes no sense. And it's clearly we're like mid-act two here because we're going to start meeting B characters and the, his wife is going to show. And he'll need that to get to the third act, you'll see. That's if right. this is good. The act three sounds great. Angus is drinking on the oh, no, he's not. It's malaria. He's taking malaria pills. Now look, why are they digging here? And look how the workers are really pretending. They're not doing a thing. What, what about the cameraman? <laughs> Strange angle. It I must think look really I good can. I think I can. I think I can. Look how dangerous that side of the hill is. It's, uh, what, what was it? Going to action? We're just going to stand here for hours. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, well, who, they, they missed the spot. Wow. What was the name of the British train show that had Ringo Starr and uh, George Carlin in it? Thomas yeah. the Train. Thomas. It was Thomas? Yeah. Oh. Fucking well, Thomas. Thomas. Mm. Thomas is a whiny ass train. 
goodness, there's a train full of pompous Brits. <laughs> You'll see, they're all... Oh, I hope I'm lying. Hello yeah, there. Oh. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Wife. It's Bridie. Are they married? They are married. Oh, yeah. Engaged? No, they're married. And they are very cold. Oh, pretend you're the cook. Well, she, she is a lady in Africa right now. I mean, you gotta. She's gotta have every every. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Hello, wife. Hello, husband. He's not happy she's there, but he's at the same time he is very happy to see her. It's weird. Her name is Alice. Okay, so now the pompous Brits will get the most ridiculous pretend dancing you've ever seen. Oh, good. Finally, a dance over. This movie's so bad. Look at this. He's having a picnic. How did they bring these instruments? Well, this is the orchestra that's mentioned in the credits, right? Wasn't there like a musical ensemble that got credited? Uh, maybe, and I didn't catch it. Uh, I probably have music done down here somewhere. Well, the credit was in 3D, Carl. You might have missed it. Right. It might have been like beyond you or below you or beneath you or above you or you're through it. This was a critical failure, and it should be. It really sucks. But it was a hit. Because of the actually, 3D? But it did lose money. It lost like $200,000, which was like uh, maybe one point something. I don't know. Oh, not $2 million, but a lot. They lost a lot on this film in today's money, you know. So, but this film I always read about, like it was the first 3D movie. It caused to kick off the craze. I mean, I guess right. uh, it did. It House did. of Wax uh, and uh, Creature of the Black Lagoon. Those are probably the famous 3D movies from the 50s. Well, yeah, I mean, it it took off from then, and they made 12 of these. As I I think I probably mentioned it. Uh, what's funny is the film was given code approval because they didn't have the ratings yet in 2D. Right. But it, the one in 3D had a kissing scene, um, and we'll see it later, like a kissing in 3D. You could really see the tongue. <laughs> you could not. Yeah. Between the old guy and Zach. <clears throat> so they just went to see a musical number. Yeah, and now they have to get dragged to the other tribe to see another one. They don't what like it day. at all. Uh, basically, all we're hearing here is pompous, pompous, and that reminds me of Carl and Mike's party machine. It's pompous bragging. When I was in India, we did blah, blah, blah. Now we have African dance mania, which is also reminds me of Carl and Mike's party machine. Pompous belligerence. I'm sick of this. Now, this was all shot in 1948 on their excursion to Africa. Oh, they got girls this time.
This is the pompous bragging I was speaking of. Oh. It's very funny how they're really standing in front of a 2D movie screen, pretending that they're there. They didn't have green screens, of course, but it's the same thing. <sighs> right? Am I right? Yes, Carl. Very insightful. Uh, do you think this movie played at a 3D uh, drive-in? Uh, no, I don't. I think it played in movie theaters. Um, okay, so now she's like, tell me about my husband. You've known him for six months. Tell me about my husband. He's like, lady, lady. And he doesn't say anything. He's, got, he's glad you're here. I'll tell you that, lassie. We watched Broke Bear Mountain four times. I don't know why. Um, U.S. screenings of feature. Um, it, it was released into theaters. It didn't go to a drive-in at all. Um, but I, I have it here somewhere, the theater releases. But it's not very in interesting. You know, do you think there was 3D movies at drive-in? Sure. Yeah. I guess you could do that. United Artists bought the rights to Bawana Devil for half a million dollars and a share of the profits and began a wide release of the film. Um, there was a lawsuit, and it doesn't really matter. Other major studios started releasing their own 3D films. Warner Brothers adapted the natural vision process for House of Wax. Right. We know two really good uh, 3D movies I've seen from the 50s is uh, Kiss Me Kate. They did oh, a. Yeah. So the, the stage itself has depth to it. So it's like uh -huh. you're in the theater watching it. And then That's Jerry, cool. Jerry Lewis and Martin, uh, Dean Martin had Money from Home, which I saw in a movie theater in 3D. It was great. Okay. They're, they're gambling on horses. It was <laughs> okay. Money from Home. Oh, <laughs> okay. You see the little kid there? He's introduced so that he can die later. What from what? Lion? Yes. These lions eat children. <laughs> Isn't that awful? The lions on a diet can't eat a human. Can't eat a full kid. <laughs> can't go for the wee ones. So they're having dinner and they're doing a bunch of pompous bragging as Brits, you know, and the little kid right. is introduced and they're going to sleep in the train car. They brought their own sleeping quarters, essentially. And there's when they leave, it's going to be real awkward between husband and wife. See, you know, he's going to be like he feels like a loser and she's going to be like, you never talk to me. What separate beds are they going to sleep in? No, they're going to be in the same bed. All right. Oh, really? Yeah. And everyone else is watching? No, no. This is 19... Uh... 1898. <laughs> oh, I guess yes. 1899 if six months have passed. Good night, child. Good night. You will die. You're going to become my, like, my, pretend, my child symbol soon. I'll think of you every time a lion eats somebody. <laughs> We'll keep your memory. We'll cherish your memory. Every time a lion eats somebody. 
We'll start a foundation in your name. <laughs> the least we could do. What kind of film director is like, oh, all right, the kid's in, but he's got to be in by the line. <laughs> I know movie making. Hi, it's your agent. Hi, did we get the part? Yeah, but uh, there is this one. Oh, you'll love it. It's it's out in location. Uh, there's some, some cowboy stuff. Uh, you, you get, you get eaten by a lion. Okay, they need to know by Friday, so... <laughs> So now it's just the two of them, and it's going to be a lot of awkward husband and wife stuff. And they're going to go into the tent, and you know he's going to be feeling sorry for himself, and she's going to be like, "Well, yeah, but I love you, so who cares?" And he's going to be like, "Okay, I'll stop being embarrassed." And then they kiss. They're making the fires for the lions, you know. The uh, fires for their loins. <laughs> yeah. I doubt the director was sharp enough. The director was very sharp, but I doubt that the script was, you know, trying to give us a the fire for their lawyer, you know. Oh, I saw the porn movie of this movie. Wanna fuck? But wanna do it. <laughs> All right, that's all. I wanna. I didn't take my Viagra. Okay, so this is a bunch of boring talk, and then they're going to do it. You'll see the 3D kiss that got it not coded. Uh, March 1952, he was going to call it the Lion of Guru. Footage and shot in Africa, filming to start in May. It was going to be a national vision. But then he overheard this new revolutionary 3D effect. And he no, no, this it. is, no, that was long. This was his big, this is. His plan's coming to fruition. He was gotcha. announcing he's going to make the move. This is shot in San Fernando Valley. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah uh, you can see. A, there, okay. There's a place called the Paramount Ranch. It's in the Santa Monica Mountains. And, you know, it's San Fernando Valley. And there's a hiking trail named the Bawana Trail to denote the locations. Of this movie? Yeah, so you could go to Bawana Trail. That sounds like a LWAFL uh -huh. road trip. trip. Yeah. Let's go to Hollywood and see where they shot uh, Bawana <laughs> We've come a long way for this. <laughs> Almost there. Mm. That was the ranch Charles Manson. Is. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to kiss the... your eyeball. Oh, gee. Wait, yeah, that was the Manson Ranch over there? Excuse me, uh, sir, uh, we're going to Bawana, Bawana Trail. Bawana Devil. Look, like there's the kiss. That. Did you see? Oh, it's 3D, yeah. Yeah, and so that got him banned. Oh, Lion. Lion. He's like okay. Jason. That, now we're going to have a train car master, massacre, and it's so funny. Um, He's going to lick him? <laughs> yeah. They're going to have stuffed animals that they're going to be battling, you know. And, yeah, the nicest lion in the world, two nice lions are going to visit <laughs> fat Brits. When they choreographed these these lion fights, not one said, why don't you move towards the camera or why don't you uh, throw something at the camera or why don't you do... do... No. Uh... What did I miss? Well, you came at the right time because we're going to have a massacre now with the nicest lions and they're going to fight stuffed animals. You'll see. 
So they go into the train and the train people are like, huh? And then they all like have a pillow fight. Tickets, please. Roar. Sir, if you don't have your ticket. Look at this nice lion. <laughs> Hi. Uh, uh, furry thing. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, skipper, skipper. <laughs> oh no. Look at plushy. Mm, give him a hug. Sir, I'm going to ask you to leave FAO Swartz if you can't play with those stuffed animals nicely. Ay, ay, ay. Just shake this all around. No one will notice. <laughs> no one will see. Recognize. Rawr. <laughs> Adorable. So scary. <laughs> okay, so you also missed that Robert Stack uh, banged his wife. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, she looks yeah. like she's. Uh, oh, she's contented. She is contented. She's fully dressed up to her neck, literally. <laughs> it is 1952, but they kissed and they. He was kissing her eyes, and Michael oh. tell you. Look, she's getting dressed as if she hasn't been wearing that all night. Safari walk of shame. <laughs> I love the beautiful, it's a beautiful walk. It's shameful, but it's beautiful out there. Good morning. Now we like each other again. And this guy goes, look, look how embarrassed she'll be. He's kissing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Twelve hours ago, these guys were eaten by lions. He goes, hey boss, hey boss, there's a train car massacre. There's stuff, stuffing is everywhere. Is that a treehouse? That's pretty cool. Yeah. You should put that on Airbnb. Oh, it's part of the anemones. Holy, oh, it's Mortimer Duke, dead. And his brother. Randolph Duke. So does this mean they get to ride for free? Yeah. They got their ticket punched. Hello. Should have just taken a cab to the airport. There's mm -hmm. nothing everywhere. Get a dust back. <laughs> I got some news. The LIRR is delayed. That's news. <laughs> it's news if it's not delayed. Come on. The now look, just dad's like, dead. Yeah, dad is dead. So that means that um, Alice, our wife will get a baby substitute and the only reason she gets the baby substitute is so that it can be eaten later yeah they, the, the lion eats the kid in this movie spoiler and by spoil i mean this film <laughs> well he had to eat the kid fast because of spoiler alerts uh hey i jump back on to tell you uh to get michael's joke book go to proudlyresents.com slash joke book slash joke book there you okay. go Bring it, it right the, to the webpage. All my scale. finest broccoli jokes. I have broccoli jokes. I got tomato jokes in there. It's a wide variety of jokes in there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I gotta jump back and go back to work. I right, want to buy it. Okay, Adam, Adam. If, you, if you see that extension cord, let me know, okay, for the radio. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you have a one track mind. <laughs> if he sees it, Mike, if he sees it. If, if he I sees see it. it. 
But I'll just sit here and work for four more hours. But you guys, and then I'll look for your thing. All right, thanks. Yeah, you should get to work first and then look for it. Oh, so they Carl, nice to see you. <laughs> same here, same here. I always right, like to see you. a Spiegelman. All right. He's going to miss the uh, last dramatic 20 minutes. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, this, uh, okay, this, you asked me at the end of how is the film, it's, uh, okay, so she's like, we're going home. And he's like, damn it, woman, I can't go home. You go home. And she goes, if you're not going home, I'm not going home. And then it's he, settled. They're going to fight the lions together. He, he married the Queen of England? <laughs> yeah. Queen Elizabeth? <laughs> Goodness, Robert, what are you up to now? Yeah, uh, your majesty, I'm out here hunting lions, but you're Can a husband be obsessed by a lion? I am in Africa. Um, she is uh, Alice, she's Barbara Britton, Film and television actress, best known for Western films opposite Randolph Scott, Joel McRae, and Gene Autry. We know that name. Two-year tenure as the inquisitive amateur sleuth Pam North on the television radio series Mr. and Mrs. North. Look, I can tell you about all these actors, but it's very we never out of context. You know, it's interesting that we're talking about a lot of radio stars and producers in this that made this movie. Yeah. They're like, we hate television. <laughs> people so, can't back before television, Carl. People would just sit around our 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 furniture and listen to our radio show. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, television killed radio, but it killed film too. I don't know. It didn't kill film, but this helped bring film back. So now we have our full-on blown uh, child substitute. Okay, and she's got herself a son, essentially, uh, so he can get eaten. And he's he's adorable. We saw him naked. Yeah, they don't all have big ones. I was not even looking there. <laughs> well, kudos to you, Mike. Okay, basically, she's just doing more of it. She's going up there and going, Robert, take a break! Robert, get some iced tea. Look at you, you're all... Robert, you're all red in the sun. It's like a Gap commercial. What they're allegedly doing. Once again, Mike, look at the guy in the blue turban behind. They're not working. You see how he's faking? He's not even hitting it. Right. It's, it's well, so funny. Ow. It's like, this, yeah, well, they're all from the theater, you know. You don't really dig on stage. <laughs> you could hurt the stage. You don't want to scruff those. Uh, you want to walk on those boards, not scruff them. Yeah. You know, the, rest, the joke's on him because he really is probably tired from having to do that over and over. I know, even then, but he didn't do a single work. Like, he but didn't do it right. Might as well just do the work. Okay, so now the African tribe shows up and says, remember when we were stereotypes? Well, we're going overboard now. You guys brought the lions. They're devils, not lions. And the train brought them. And Robert Stack oh. is going to be mad, mad, mad. Do you think that there's a ring of truth to that, that the, the trains brought the lions? Well, it brought a food source for the lions. Yeah, right, like some fresh food. 
No, but they believe they're devil spirits. They believe it's like a... Oh, the lions themselves are actual devil spirits. Right. They're, so, they're cute devil spirits. Cute now you're going to hear a lot of Swahili here. All right. And that's actually accurate in the Serengeti and Swahili. To Google Translate. Well, it sounds great, Carl. All right. Now, this one is like the meanie, meanie, meanie one. And he's going to throw a spear at him. All right. Yeah, enough talk. <laughs> the film premiered under the banner of Arch O'Baller Productions, November 26, 1952. Twin engagement at the Hollywood Paramount Theater and the Paramount Theater in downtown Los Angeles. Open to the public the following day. Ooh, so it was like two separate theaters showing it. And only yeah, like for the press. A double premiere. Yeah. yeah. For one for the press and one for like all us cool guys who really made the film. Like Marilyn Monroe was there, but she was at one of the gatherings, not the other one. I went to the other gathering. <laughs> this guy was a B filmmaker. I'm sure Marilyn wasn't there. You see the spear? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the baby cries. You're making my baby. Okay, now it's a night of uneasy sleeping. She's not with Robert, that's why. Well, because, yeah, cause, that's right. She lives for him. But um, he's on Lion Sentry duty, you know. Oh, yeah. Lion Sentry. If you think the lions are bad, the mosquitoes, oh. They got malaria going around. Oh, that's right. You got to take those pills. Oh, I've got my own malaria pills. <laughs> <laughs> Uneasy sleep, uneasy sleep. Oh, this is terrible. Well, her sleep number was on four. Look, you're lying yourself. You're lying. You're lying. On the bed. Yeah. You're lying. I mean, on the on the bed. Okay, I'm stealing that. <laughs> How can I make that into a joke? Uh huh. People are gonna be like, I came here during COVID. Uh, risked everything to hear a night of comedy. Well, you got it, or I would be lying. Get it, lying? I would be a lion. <laughs> That's so funny. Thanks for, Thanks for coming. My wife always misunderstands what I say, you know? She doesn't let me finish my sentence. I walk into the room, into the bedroom, and I go, you're lying. She goes, what? I said, no, on the bed. Will you just let me finish my sentence? Never let you finish. Was, there was an Uncle stuff. Floyd joke where uh, Looney Skip Rooney comes on to the Uncle Floyd show and he goes, Floyd, Floyd, my uncle just got as a zookeeper and he just got fired from the zoo. Oh, Looney Skip Rooney, uh, your uncle just got fired from the zoo? Yeah, he got fired for feeding the squirrels. Oh, feeding the squirrel, I don't see. To the lions! <laughs> okay, here comes Baby, who's now missing. And there's uh, lots of scary stuff in the jungle, like a like a non-poisonous poa constrictor <laughs> and a turtle that's turtle. running away. No, he's catching up to the turtle. It's too late. 
So now it'll be like baby's gone missing and then they go to find him and they just can't find him and things keep getting suckier and suckier. And then they'll have a whole search for the baby and then it won't be satisfying. They don't find him. They got to go to sleep without him. Really? What kind of surrogate parents are they? Right. Wait, baby was just here, baby. Oh, alive. With the sound of baby. <laughs> baby eating lion. That was Austria. Austria. Yeah, Austria. I get these Thanksgiving movies all mixed up, you know? I watch them all other holidays. You know, the they don't have devil. Thanksgiving in uh, Canada. Oh. Well, no, they kind they do. They have it on their own day, right? They don't have Thanksgiving in Mexico. Uh, you know what they call Thanksgiving in Mexico? What? Th- Thursday. Uh, well, you know what they call planes, trains, and automobiles in Mexico? Nova? What? Planes, trains, and automobiles going around for some reason. What? Because it takes place in th- – they're going to Thanksgiving, but it's not – Oh, that Thanksgiving movie, yeah. Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. Yeah, he sold the uh, shower right, curtains. Right. Give me another. Give me another Thanksgiving movie. I'm gonna nail this out of the park. Home for uh, the Christmas with the Cranks. That was uh, Thanksgiving. That was a Christmas one. National Lampoon's Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving Vacation. That was a good. Thanksgiving. One. Yeah. Thanksgiving Vacation. These holiday films. So they spent all day searching for the baby. They can't find the baby, and now she's like, "Baby's dead." It's like Alice. Oh my. Come on. Maybe, yeah. We'll look in the morning. There's lots of places for a baby to hide in the jungle. Let me hear her <laughs> right. say it. Baby's dead. If that's the case, you should just go outside and go, I give up. Where are you hiding? <laughs> Where are you hiding? I give up. Ali, Ali, oxen free. Ollie, all the oxen free. All right, Uncle, you win. Baby's dead. This movie sucks. Can we stop now? Oh, okay. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? (laughs) It sucks. He began hosting Unsolved Mysteries in 1987. He thought very highly of the interactive nature of the show, saying it created a symbolic relationship between viewer and program, and that the hotline was a great crime-solving tool. That's right. It was a syndicated weekly show. So it was on, you know, whatever uh, channel that paid for it. Yeah. It would be like back-to-back, 7, 7.30, uh, Unsolved Mysteries. And they had a hotline? Because I've, I've seen the show in, like, later reruns, and I don't remember seeing a hotline. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have a mystery that is still yet to be solved. No, it would. they would do the mystery, and then if you knew any information, you would call. Is it? If you think the baby was eaten by a lion, press one. If you think UFOs took the baby, press two. If the Loch Ness Monster was anywhere near the vicinity. So now we're going to have a bunch of the 1948 footage in which it's like, that animal's threatening us. I'm going to make a stance. Oh, it's okay. 
They just did it with the oxen. Did you see? <coughs> you could tell it's old footage because the oxen says buy U.S. war bonds on the side. <laughs> the war was still going on when they used that footage. Look, here's like, look, here's a oh, threat. Oh, it's okay. The guy wearing an elephant suit. Stand here in front of this movie projector. Yeah, really weird. Don't worry, they're just giraffes. There's no threat. Now, this is real. In San Fernando Valley, they brought an ostrich, which doesn't go, right. I don't think. The ostrich did nothing. Demon bothers these both legs. You know how they sometimes hiss and stuff? Nothing. Yeah. You know what you got to do is you got to, as an actor, you got to whisper in the ostrich. I'm going to steal your fucking eggs. And then they get like you, the fear of God in them, and that's when you start acting. Right. Otherwise, now, they just they stand there. Now, he cheated us a little because he just showed us some footage that he already showed us when he was in the canoe. Oh, the hippos. Look, it's going to be like, don't look at He'll charge. She, he's going to shoot a, an elephant, and then he goes, don't shoot him, the baby. Now, look, you see the panther in the tree? Yeah. What's going on? Just chilling. And he won't attack them or nothing. How the panther got in the tree? I'll never know. <laughs> How the panther got in my pajamas? Don't shoot! Don't shoot the baby! Because I, I. You know, there's an old Hollywood adage which is don't work with children and animals. If he's going to do it. Because the animals will eat the children. Right. Yeah. Oh, so is that a baby elephant? Uh oh. Look, nothing. Nothing will come. Nothing. He's roaring. Too stealthy. It worked too well. No one saw him. He recently died, the Black Panther. <coughs> You're thinking of a different. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Are they done? Are they gone mad? That's the thing. We're just we're gonna wander around looking for the lions, and then they're gonna find the lions, and the lions uh -huh. won't attack because it's daytime. It's it's look now he's going crazy. He's getting bonkers in the sun. He starts talking nuts. I'll turn it up. Listen. All right. What? Oh, what was that? What? I think I'm going mad. Radio is the future. That's crazy. People don't want to go to the theaters. What can I do? I'll make three-dimensional imagery. My radio is 3D. Remember we saw oh. that movie in which they were envisioning like a radio with pictures of the future, oh, yeah. remember? Cool. Yeah, whatever happened to that idea? Uh, that was in person in March. That was the hell one, Hades. Um, oh, right. Yeah, that was a public domain movie. Dante's Inferno. Yeah, Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Next year, there'll be a new batch of public domain movies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Every year. Every, well, they stopped it for a while. Yeah. Thank you, Disney. Thank you, Disney. Thank you for that 20-year well, wait. Now look behind him. The nicest oh. lion in the world. It's Bawana Devil One. 
<laughs> this is like the ending of Scream where there's like two killers. You're like, what? Look, look, Rob, there's another Buana. Oh, what does it yeah, mean? Yeah. Oh, Wait, the stuffed how animal. How do you so? Ah! He took a swipe at her. Now she's a damsel in distress, but they won't use it well. Oh, he's going to save the day. It's just like the carnival where you shoot the ducks, but this time you shoot the stuffed animals on the wall. <laughs> These are not stuffed animals. They're just tamed uh, or born in captivity. Nice. Uh, Lion. I mean, we did see it for a second there when he pretend attacked her. It must be like a retired zoo in San Fernando Valley. San Fernando Valley. Like this exit, retired zoo animals. Pig zoo. His great-great-grandfather was in Bawana. Bawana <laughs> See. We're getting admitted. Oh, San Fernando that. Valley. That's right, the They killed his wife? She got side-swiped. She got a strike. Is the guy looking at her boobs? That's really awkward. Well, they're married. It's okay. No, she's bleeding. They're married. They're married. Yeah, I'm cocking a gun. Yeah, I'm looking in the camera. What's your problem? Now, his gun, you know, is having trouble, and it will, when the time is right, misfire. And he'll have to hit the lion with the, <laughs> his gun. This lion is just hiking with his girlfriends. Listen. We're going to get out, and every day this week, we're going to do a little bit of hike a little bit farther. It's wearing, you can't tell, but he's wearing Juicy Couture pants. Now, he's telling the audience, like, he's claiming, you won't attack me during the day. Huh? You're waiting for the night. Attack me in the day! And he freaks out on him. Give it a okay. big so he starts walking. La la la. It's like I'm Captain Ahab and you're Moby Dick, except you're a lion and um, I'm not really <laughs> Captain Ahab. Oh, bang bang! It's just a tame lion from the zoo, man. It's the nicest lion you'll ever want to be. Ow! Ah, Ow! I was being a cool guy. What's he doing? Did he pour uh -huh. water? Oh, this will wake me up. Well, he sounded like an Eric Pence. Wait till the... You'll <laughs> never work for MGM again. <laughs> right. Now his gun misfires. I'm going to eat you up. So he hits him on the head with the butt of the gun. Ow! Hey, Leo, I got a message from United Artists. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that. How is that? How that really works? Yeah. Yeah. This is for, for money. Is that what it is? Hey, get your shine box. <laughs> yeah. I that is a little insulting. Insulting him a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Again, this guy's horny. It's okay. The lions. They. I was the Moby Dick. I was the Ahab, and they. This <laughs> was uh, the end. If this Whoa, was uh, lethal weapon, the lion would come back alive and attack him one more time. You think the lion's dead, but he's not. And then he shoots Holy. him right before he eats him. Holy shit. Better movie well, oh, my goodness. 
we had that's just watched mm. the great Bawana Devil. Adam, what'd you think of Bawana Devil from 1952? It was bawful. <laughs> it was bawful. <laughs> he stole my joke. Oh, is that your joke? No, no, no. Joke. I just Carl's wrote just, it down. I meant to say I'm going to steal your joke. Come no. to say I'm going to steal your joke. Uh, okay, so I was talking to my friend on the phone, and I was like, "What is that noise in the back? Is that the is that the <laughs> And he goes, "No, no, 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 that, that's Bob Dylan." That's pretty funny, you know. Even without the entire setup, <laughs> he did the joke right. <laughs> so, um, Adam, what are you thoughts. listening to in the background? Is that Bob Dylan? No, that's no, the blender. That's the blender. that's the blender. Well, I think it's uh, not funnier the other way around. It's just I was telling it to you, and you knew the jokes. Yeah, and no, I appreciate the spirit you know, on it. I saw Moby Dick. I saw that movie, and there was not one nude scene in that entire film, you know? So I just don't get that title. Moby Dick. You know, I was thinking about Moby Dick the other day. Um, it's hard not to. Like, do you think we'd still be talking about that book if it was called, like, Jimmy the Whale? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Or Moby Johnson, you know, like maybe Moby Johnson. The, yeah, I think this is our third grader in us. This and then Moby sounds you know, so big, you know, like <laughs> it was a Moby Dick. Not well, just if, if you ever met him, you know, you would say Moby's a dick. Guy's like completely full of himself. Hasn't really done anything <laughs> musically in years. Oh, Moby's a dick. All right. <laughs> I'm Look, sure Mike, what did you recommend? Is back to school. What did you oh. think of Born a Devil, Mike? It could have been worse, you know. I was a little hesitant to see uh, lions in Africa attack, you know, white Robert Stack, and yeah, I was pretty much on the ball. But uh, it was a waste of. I've read about this movie, so it was great to see it. Yeah, it was, what a waste of 3D! Like they they pioneered it, they created it, and uh, it was just you know didn't hold apart. And every innovation has to be somewhat racist, you know. You can't have like. The invention of sound without the jazz singer. You can't have three D without one a devil. Just uh, that's the way our country works. So I'm glad I did. I watched it, and this is also on Amazon Prime, which is making their money showing uh, having a catalog of the worst films out there. Uh, that's what their bones are built on. So I hope you enjoyed the movie. Uh, we are in the month of December right now, and our last two shows of the year are special shows. Uh, every year on Christmas, we show trailers for movies that premiered on Christmas Day. Yeah. And Carl and I will be doing that again. We have a special show. And then uh, catch us on December 27th. We're going to do our year-end review, uh, our second annual year-end review, where we look at all the movies we saw on our show during the year 2020, and we pick our favorite scenes. How many? Three, right? Fourteen. Yeah, well, I was just going to give like a... A brief paragraph, like what was interesting about each one, and sure, not each one. Some of yeah, it were just the not. But Wanda Devil's not going to get talked about on the year-end review. All right, so don't expect Wanda Devil at our year. I'll, I'll talk about the Montclair one for sure. Yeah, well, there's I, a lot of Donnie Darko do. will we, come up. We do this show every week, and that's 52 weeks, so we want to make sure that you can catch up with episodes. Especially because they're not listed by movie titles, just by the yeah. week it came out. Adam, uh, proudlyresents.com. How else can people find you and anything of interest that people may want to hear about? Yes. Proudly Resents Christmas Movies. It's all episodes about the worst Christmas movies, all in one grouping. It's easy to find 
That's and you know, you're a little podcast searcher. Quentin Proudly resents Christmas, and Michael has done a bunch of them. He's done yeah, most well, of it. Michael is in it. I love Christmas with the Cranks. I made you watch that movie. I don't think we've ever done that one, so I've never seen no. it. But also, an update on Mike's link, proudlyresents.com slash jokebook. Yeah. Uh, when you go to it, the joke book is now made private on Mike Scribbs' account. Really? Well, can you, is there some demo like, pages? No. There must be some demo pages. Maybe why no one bought the book. They all went there and there was nothing. Where, huh. I want to buy the book. I'm just learning about the book. I'm just learning about this book, too. I forgot I wrote it. I will have okay. to take a look. I'll have I to, will I'll go. Michael will hopefully fix it by the time you hear this. Yeah, that's mm. right. It'll be fixed by the time this. Uh, if not, it'll be maybe a couple weeks afterwards. Who knows? Are you in the bathroom or are you hiding? I'm in the bedroom. I'm oh, hiding because my wedding uh, license is on the wall and I don't want it on the Zoom call. I have it on the angle. Has it expired? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it. All right. On that note, uh, we should leave it. Adam, thank you so much for being a guest. and our. our uh... Thank you for having me. I wish I could stay the yeah. whole time. Uh, and check out the episode, Adam. Uh, join us for two after-school specials shot in our high school back in the 1980s. And Adam is one of the people there. So it was the first time we had a, a talent for the movie. Shover. Yeah, he was the guy shot. If you go to oh, our Facebook page, uh, Carl made a gif of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did a yeah. video clip, right, of you hitting, hitting. Yeah. Adam's slap, what did I call it? Adam's bonk. Oh, Adam's <laughs> So check it out. It's a very dramatic scene in this uh, after-school special. It's well, pivotal. It. Pivotal. Pivotal. All right. I've, I've insulted the talent. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, we've been, uh, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we'll see you again next week for our special uh, Christmas Day trailer show. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird comedy.
This is Carl. Uh, I, I'm Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and waves. Champagne tickles my nose. And I love to peek outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with L-M-O-Y-T. That's the name of the podcast, the Twitter account, the YouTube account. I don't know. Just type it in your search engine. It stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. You called it the name of the 